Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, Baltimore Ravens fans? Believe in Ravens is back to talk about the best team in the NFL, your Baltimore Ravens. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Danny Wilcox joining me from, is this your home studio now, your new home studio? The new home studio, putting it to work. I got to get this backdrop up and going, but I got a lot of work to do. I know, man. Because look, <laughs> look, your 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 old setup was sick. I know you just moved, and you got you got to get the whole man cave, got to get the whole thing set up. I'm at work, so I'm over here. Yeah. I just got the the gray backdrop. I don't have my uh, my uh, football patents in the background, but you know what? We can talk yeah. Ravens anywhere. Anytime. You got that right, Kyrie. You look like you're ready to take your uh, passport picture or something right now, man. That's what it looked like. Hey, look, you know, I got I got the fresh cut. You know, you I, I I I had to had to get it done because it was a little yeah. problematic. Um, right. you know, I went ahead, I got I got the line, made sure you know the froze all picked out. You know, I got I got my my handy dandy little metal pick right here. I've been been working okay. on it throughout the day. You okay. Some on some undercover you. brother, you know what it is. But, you, but listen, you know what else it is? Baltimore Ravens are all it. Boys are hot right now. Thirteen and three, locked in as the the number one seed in the AFC. It's done. It's over with. It is decided. And again, best team in the NFL. I think from 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 top to bottom. You could argue the San Francisco 49ers if you want, but look, Ravens already cleaned them up. So I, I <laughs> until every single time we think the Baltimore Ravens are about to play a big game. Where it's like, oh yeah, this will be a good measuring stick for the Baltimore Ravens, man. Another, another top level team, good record. It's like this could be really interesting. Could be one of the most fun games of the year. Baltimore Ravens are just they just straight clean them up, like not close. I, I want I got to go back through some of these scores, man. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's check out what they did against the the Dolphins, real quick. 56 to 19. Just that, 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 that all over the place. Lamar Jackson's over here dropping back lefty and then jumping back to the right to chuck bombs to Zay Flowers over here. Just, just straight, just clowning people, just messing with people. San Francisco 49ers the week before, another playoff team, other contender for best team in the league, 33 to 19. And they had Brock Purdy throwing four interceptions. Jacksonville Jaguars, gonna be a playoff team. 23 to 7. Okay. Got Trevor Lawrence up out the paint. Los Angeles Rams gonna be a playoff team. Beat them in overtime. I mean, Seattle Seahawks still battling for the playoffs. Beat them 37 to 3. Like they any anybody who anybody who's anybody who sounds like a good team in the NFL, if they go up against the Baltimore Ravens, they look like chumps. Like that's just what it is. Now is play playoffs are a different beast. Okay. They, they are, they are a different animal. I get it. But right now I just feel like there, there is, they, they should win the Super Bowl. There's no team. There is no team on in the NFL that you're putting up against the Baltimore Ravens and being like, yeah, they should beat the Ravens. I think they got this one for sure. No, no, we are going into this saying Baltimore Ravens have been handling business. Standing on business against everybody. Take the floor. 
Absolutely agree, Kyrie. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens have put themselves in position to be the most elite team in the entire league. And they have beat all the ones that everybody has said is going to be number one. This is the number one team in the league. And then they go play the Baltimore Ravens and they look like they're mediocre. They don't look like they're the best team in the league anymore. And it's been one team after another, after another, after another. And it's it's been very exciting, man. I'm so excited about this team, man. I can't say enough. I think I've been saying from the very beginning, that this is probably the best roster I think that the Baltimore Ravens has ever had, you know, in every single position all the way across the board. And when I look back, I mean, just, I mean, just after the game last week, this past game, Odell Beckham was saying this is the best team he's ever been on. That's saying a lot, right? Yeah. You know, to a guy that's won a Super Bowl and everything. He said, this is the best team hands down he's ever been on. And I think a lot, that, uh, you know, a lot to do with that is Lamar. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the most, creative the probably the most phenomenal most explosive quarterback in the entire nfl yep. and i don't think anybody can complain about it anymore I mean, people have been hating on this kid since he got in the league and he has one week after another week showing you why he should be another mvp candidate and he's in his prime I mean, he's still young still one of the youngest quarterbacks in the nfl that's the crazy part right yeah you know he's probably what 26 27 years old right now everybody else quarterbacks are starting at about 29 and up you know, so to see that he's, you know, playing the way that he's playing right now is just it's, it's lights out phenomenal, man. I'm excited. So hey, excited about this of, team. Speaking of, of Lamar and, and his age, our guy yeah. is going to turn 27 years old on Sunday. There we go. He's going to be 27 years old. And I want to yeah. point out he won an MVP at 22. At 22 years old. People don't get that. Old. They don't understand that. At, the, at that point, he was the youngest quarterback in the entire NFL at 22. And he won the MVP. I think he, if you go back, you could probably check the stats, Kyrie. You know, he's probably the youngest quarterback to ever win MVP, you know, in the history of the league, you know. But he's I, been – he's that dynamic. Yeah. And I, I am going to go back and check on that here in a minute. But real quick, I want yeah. I want to talk about Lamar because we were talking about MVP, okay? People were talking about, oh, yeah, he's only got he, – he doesn't have the the stats that you would think of as, as somebody that, you know, wins an MVP, right? So he's got – 3,600, mm -hmm. so he's got 3,678 passing yards, which is 14th in the league. He's got 24 touchdown passes, which is tied for 10th. And he's got a QBR, so, you know, a quarterback. He's got, he's got a total quarterback rating, which is kind of like yeah. the probability that you give your team to win every right. every single week. 65.3, which is fourth best in the NFL. Right. But you look at the raw stats and you're saying, eh, you know, I don't I don't know if he if he's really deserving of it. I also want to point out the people just talking about his production as a passer are missing out on the production as as a runner. Because that's also part of his game. I know people don't like to talk about that cuz uh, quarterback uh you know rushing yards or eh, can they sustain it? Uh yeah, the guy has had the, the guys had no fewer than 695 rushing yards in any season he's had in the NFL. He's got 821 rushing yards right now, which means that if you add that to his total, that is over 4,000 yards of total offense by, by Lamar Jackson this year. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just do some quick eyeball math here. So yeah, that that's going to be over 4,400 yards of offense it, and then you it, add five touchdowns on top of that is he the number one rushing quarterback in the league right now my guess is that he that he probably is 
um, that most likely being because Justin Fields uh, did not Correct. play every game this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Fields has more rushing yards per – does he? I think he might have more rushing yards per game, or at least they're, they're pretty right. similar. But I, I want to say that um, Lamar has uh, you know 821 rushing yards and Fields has like 630 or something. I'll, I'll go ahead mm -hmm. and, and check that out. Um, but he's obviously the best dual threat quarterback in the league right now. Correct. Given given his production and what he's been doing, you have to take that stuff into account with MVP. I don't want. I I, I just we have this idea sometimes of what a quarterback should be, and it's like, oh, well, he didn't throw for four thousand yards. Can he really be the MVP? Yes. Right. Come on, man. What what are we doing here? Right. Look at this man. And then and then of course. Okay, you, you want to go ahead and, and talk about uh, Lamar Jackson in terms of statement games. Y'all saw what he just did, right? He threw for <laughs> he he completed eighteen of twenty one passes for three hundred twenty one yards and five touchdowns against Miami. He had more touchdowns than than incompletions right. in this game. Perfect quarterback rating. I just what what more do you want? Okay. You know, and, it, and those late game performances matter. Those late season performances matter. They are going to stick in people's minds when you talk about MVP. They sure will. I think one thing I want to bring to everyone's attention is that Lamar has done, you know, he might be middle of the road, but he's been really chilling all year long. He's been in kind of cruise control all year long. He's been trying to sit in the pocket and be patient. And you've seen his maturity and you've seen his growth. And when you see his maturity and you see his growth, then you still find something else to complain about. You know, but if he was to be, you know, Mr. Electric and just try to take over every single game and not let his teammates play, then then you wouldn't have nothing to say because now he's basically Steph Curry out there, you know, Steph Curry on the shot. You know, so it's like when Steph Curry came into the league, nobody was shooting threes from half court. But now it's acceptable. He's a game changer. He changed the entire league by the way he plays. Now everybody's trying to shoot threes from half court. You know, Damian Lillard, you know, Trey Young, you, all the way down the list. You now when you look at Lamar Jackson – He's setting the tone for everybody that comes behind him. He's the trendsetter. He's the guy that's going to change the NFL. And he's, you know, he's setting the standard very, very high, you know, for, for mobile quarterbacks. You know, everybody want to do threat quarterback. Do threat quarterbacks are the hottest things coming out of, out of high school. Everybody wants one in college. Now, now the NFL is starting to take that same tradition where everybody's trying to get that dual threat quarterback. And you see what CJ Stroud is doing down in Houston. He's doing a phenomenal job and he's a dual threat guy too as well. Yeah, he can sit in the pocket. Yeah, he can sling it. Yeah, he can throw it. But he can also take off and run and make you look stupid. You know, but Lamar Jackson brings stupid to a whole nother level. He makes you look absolutely ridiculous. And they don't care who you are on the field. You know, you can get some. You can get some. If you want some, come and get some. And Lamar Jackson is dishing it out just as good as anybody can right now. And I think he has yet to turn it up two more notches, you know, to put it in fifth and sixth gear for you guys to show you guys, like, when it comes down to it, I'm going to take over the game. He's done it. He's done it very subtle throughout this season. You've seen little moments where he just jump in and take over the game, and sometimes he has to kind of learn the right time to do that, and I think he's starting to learn it right now. He's starting to figure it out, and every now and then you'll see him take off and make this ridiculous run in the game. You're like, oh, my God, he can still do that. Yeah, I forgot about that. And even when he's running, Kyrie, I don't know if you've noticed, he ain't topped off at full speed yet. Like he's in cruise control when he takes off and running, and he's probably running a four five or four four in cruise control. And then if he was to put it into full gear, he'll probably bump it that right down to a four two four three, 
and can't nobody come get him, you know. But he's been in cruise control pretty much all season long, man. He hasn't really – I feel like he hasn't hit top speed yet. I'm waiting yeah. to see that that run, and it's coming. It's coming. As these playoffs kicks off and these games get even more intensified, he's going to have to do what he has to do. They're going to get behind the game, and they're going to have to get back in it, and he's going to have to take the game into his own hands, and he's going to have to do some spectacular Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson-type stuff, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm here for every single second of it. I can't wait to see it, man. And he, They've been standing on business all year. I expect for that to continue to go. And um, if you, there's a, a clip out right now. Lamar was talking about that 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 um the the last time they went to the playoffs, and he was healthy, and everybody was pretty much healthy. I think it was the 2019 season. And he's talking about that time and how it felt when they had that first round by me. I mean, you, mean, you've been talking about this first round by for a while now. And he was talking about how it felt to have that first round by. He said they didn't play like the last game of the year because they they was they already had, you know, solidified first place and home field advantage. So they didn't play the last game of the year. So they didn't play that game. Then they turned around, and had a first round by. And then it was another uh, it was something else, like another bye week or something like that. So he almost felt like he had a three. He had three weeks off before he played that game. You know, so they had two weeks off and they practiced one week. And he said by the time they came in, they was just sluggish. They just didn't feel right. You know, the energy was all wrong. And they went into that game and they, they the timing and everything was off. Exactly what I was saying last time at bye week is just it's a scary thing. But this year, I think it's going to be totally different since they added a 17th game this now, you know, a yeah. year back or so. So now they got a 17th game and they're going to roll right into this thing. Yeah, I think they'll get one week off and they'll be ready to play. I think that's all they need, you know. So um, hopefully it'll be a different story this year and 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 we will make people continuously look stupid the way we have so far. I mean, everybody that's out there hating, yeah, we hear you talking. Yeah, we, we, we're a little sensitive about our, our, our team. Yeah, we're a little sensitive about when you talk crap to us or whatever, if you're going to hate on us, you know, and it motivates us to want to go harder and play harder and play faster and play quicker and just keep doing it. Keep hating. Don't jump on the bad wagon. Just keep on hating on us and allow us to, to, to take that energy and, and put it right where it belongs. It's like, hey, don't switch up. Stay on that side. As, Stay on that as, side. As, as, as people say. It's interesting the point you mentioned. I just want to bring it back to a point uh, where you mentioned about Lamar Jackson kind of being in, in kind of cruise control. But what but what he's done has been more facilitator and less absolutely less playmaker all the time. And I think that's a really interesting way to to look at it because I, I feel like a lot of and, and I, I do like to dive into advanced statistics. I love to dive into the efficiency stuff and and, and see how how it translates to what I'm seeing on the field. And there have been a bunch of people that look at Lamar Jackson's production, like, you know, kind of raw efficiency numbers and production saying like, look, man, like he hasn't really been that. I mean, like middle of the road in terms of the actual efficiency that he's added. But I think that when you're Lamar Jackson, when you are a true dual threat quarterback who maybe isn't always putting up the gaudy pass numbers though Lamar can do that we've seen that Lamar can do that he started doing it more of late we know Lamar can throw the football we know he can play from the pocket we know all this but maybe you're not always going to see this you know these incredible passing numbers and oh my god like look at what Brock Purdy is doing or oh look at this other person who's like he you know He's you know, Lamar's supposed to be better than him, and look what he's doing as a passer. It's like because that is part of what they do and part of how they play. But he's a multifaceted player, and that's what makes him so special. So I feel like sometimes we have a tendency to discount that because 
we think of quarterbacking sometimes entirely through the lens of passing. And Lamar Jackson is one of the few players in this league that, I mean, he he does both so well, close to equally mm-hmm. well at this point. And he's bending the minds, I think, or at least I, I hope that he kind, of, he kind of bends the minds a little bit of people who look at quarterbacking traditionally through these stats. And it's harder to quantify him because he is so unique. I, I hope that that's a little bit, it's something that we can that we can think about and adjust for. But really, when, when you talk about the Ravens not even you know being at their peak, I, I feel like they are starting to peak at, at the right time. Where I agree. they lit like literally the last game they lost was to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns back in what was that November? Yeah, and they haven't they haven't lost a game since, not one. And so, I mean, they 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 have just been putting teams away. I think I just looked at this that the the Ravens have seven wins of of more than fourteen points over over winning teams no other team in history has more than five they're just head and shoulders above above these teams and 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 the way that they are just aggressively taking good teams apart now i I mentioned playoffs are going to be a different business right yeah the you know the, the cleveland browns for example we we talked about the cleveland browns they they lost to you know the deshaun watson led uh or you know, the Ravens lost to the Sean Led Browns. They got Joe Flacco right. right now, and Joe Flacco is 38-year-old Joe Flacco is playing out his effing mind right now. This so dude crazy to me. is, I think he's only thrown for fewer than 300 yards once in the five games that he's been back. He's just been absolutely tearing it up. So that's a team that you're looking at like, yeah, that could be tough. Because the Browns have, again, they're right up there to me with the Ravens and with the 49ers as the best defenses in the league. It's like those three right there. You can pick whichever one you want. Obviously, you know who we're picking. Um, right. That's tough. The the Buffalo Bills. Um, I have to see what the what the standings are like because I think that the Bills were on the docket for a minute. But if you got to go up against the Buffalo Bills, that's a different team. They were struggling offensively. They, they yeah. were looking really haphazard, and they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and since then, Josh Allen has just been going ham like Josh Allen does. Yeah. He's, you know, over 40 touchdowns total this year. So, again, it when, when you look at the way things started off, the Ravens have been the best team or one of the best teams wire to wire, but when you get to playoff time, it's it can often be about which team is getting hot at the right time. I think the Ravens are fortunate in that they have, they have been getting hotter. Right. And they're going to run up against some teams potentially that are also getting real hot and real dangerous. So when you look at the way the, the AFC playoffs, let me go ahead and pull up the AFC playoff picture right now. Obviously we know that the Ravens are the, are the best team. And I don't know that there's any team that you know you say you're worried about if you're the Baltimore Ravens because right. they are as good as they are. So I don't want to frame it that way. I don't I don't want to frame it as oh teams you have to worry about. But it's like you got the Baltimore Ravens at number 1, Dolphins at number 2, Kansas City Chiefs at number 3. They've had a bit of a down year but it's still Patrick Mahomes. 
The Browns are the other team that's clinched a playoff spot, So, that, but they're the fifth seed. So we got to sort out the other seeds here. Right now, the, the seeds that are there, if, if they win and they get in, yeah. will be the Jaguars, the Bills, and the Colts. And then the Ravens will get the first round by, and they would play whatever the lowest seed is. So if the Colts lose um, and, and say, like, the Bills won, then they would play the Bills. Out of those teams that I mentioned, which teams do you think are the biggest challenge? Hmm. <laughs> I think Buffalo is scary to me because they are a really good team. Okay. And sometimes it just takes a little bit to kind of put things together. Um, Flacco right now with the Browns, definitely a scary team because of the fact that they got a phenomenal defense. The defense is extra extraordinary. And um, Flacco is hot right now. And I've been – I've played with a quarterback that's kind of, you know, getting revitalized. And Flacco's kind of got that revitalized thing. He got a chance to sit at home for a couple of, couple of weeks and months or, you know, a year or whatever and sit out and, and kind of recalculate and re-see things. And, and you see things clearer. For some reason, everything slows down to like a snail's pace when you kind of retire or you sit out for a while. You know, now you can see things that you didn't see when you was actually playing and it's like things are going a million miles per hour when you're playing. Even the offseason seems like it's like two weeks, you know, like you don't yeah. have a long time. And, you know, it just nothing. You just never seem like you have enough time in the NFL, you know, so they're scary. I think they're definitely a scary team. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, to me, you know, I think they're I think they're a good looking team. You know, they, okay, they okay. got they got the other side. OK, yeah, they got some things over there that kind of makes me make me want to shake my head sometimes. And I was like, ah, is the, and people hate on Dak so much. I just think because he's in Dallas, you know, but when you start looking at the stats and overall stuff, Dallas, you know, Dak is right up there with all the top quarterbacks in the league. You know, so I think they could be scary um, to me, even though we just knocked off the Dolphins the way that we knocked off the Dolphins. I think they're a phenomenal team and a scary team. And then when if they put it together and they stay consistent and they knock out some of these little things that I think that are causing them problems, they could definitely be a scary freaking team. Um, you know, so um, San Fran, same thing. They still a, a heck of a team. They got a nice little squad. They got to get some guys put together as well. And uh, I, I think in our in our division, the only team that bothers me besides us is is Cleveland. You know, anybody else in our division, I'm not worried about too tough. I mean, think about it, right? So the Steelers, by the way, still have an outside chance of making the playoffs. They've got to beat the Ravens to get in. I would figure the Ravens are probably going to play their guys because they're going to get a week off. At least that—that's kind of what I would do. What would you yeah. do? Would, would you would you play your guys this week? That's what I would do. I, I know the Steelers is, is a tough game. That's a that's a hard decision to make. I think as a head coach, but I I, I don't think. I think you play your guys at least the first half, if nothing else. You know, I think I would go into this like we're going to go into it like a regular game and we're going to play our starters the first half. You know, hopefully we jump up on them high enough and we can put the second guys in, the second screen guys in early. Um, like this last game, they could have probably put them guys in after halftime, especially after the kickoff return after, from yeah. Hill. Once once Hill had that kickoff return, they scored their first drive from that point on. They could have put the second team in, I think. Um, you know, but I, I, it's, it's such a weird situation. And what I, what I like about the Ravens, this is what I really love about the Ravens, Kyrie. If you decide to play your second screen guys, I don't know how much you fall off because the second screen guys, I think, can start for anybody in the league. They've done such a phenomenal – Eric DaCosta, you know, George Cocainis, um, um, freaking um, Joe, Joe Ortiz have done a phenomenal job in the player personnel department just putting together a, a stacked roster. I mean, you've seen Rocky. i seen got a chance to play this last week. 
You know, you've seen guys coming that's out a, there on the field. That's a starter, right? Yeah. That is an NFL yeah. starter coming right. off your bench. Right. And it's just when you when you have those type of guys in your backfield or behind the starters, I mean, that's crazy. When you look at the tight end room, all right, you got freaking Mark Andrews, you got Isaiah Likely, you got Kohler, then you got Patrick Ricard. It's like, dog, I, I eat with all those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like yeah. those guys. I like, I think that's a phenomenal tight end room. That's a very heavy duty stacked room. You look at that running back room, you know, you got JK Dobbins, then you got Keaton Mitchell, they both on IR now. And then now you got Gus Edwards, you still got Justice Hill who's back and they both healthy. And then you see Gordon come in and score a touchdown too. I'm like, man, I, I rock with that. Gordon, a two-time pro bowler. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at that, that's stacked. When you look at the quarterback room, you know, just to have Snoop behind Lamar, please, let's ride. Come on. <laughs> let's let's go. I love I love his quickness and his anticipation of getting rid of the ball. I think he does a phenomenal job of getting rid of the ball pretty quick and getting into the hands of the playmakers very, very, very fast. I like his decision-making ability. And um, and it's all the way across the board. The offensive line is the exact same way. When you look at those pieces, those guys are kind of interchangeable. and They can bounce around in different positions along the O-line and make you happy. And you look at the defensive line, we've had probably 10 different guys get sacks this year on the D-line. It's, it's crazy. You know, everybody's getting sacks. Everybody's eating. Everybody's playing. Everybody's playing off each other and understanding what their role is. And the linebacker room is the exact same way. Like every every week, you know, besides doubles, besides zero and six, those grown men that we got back there in the middle, you know, everybody else coming off the edges and everything like that has been just phenomenal to see those guys go out there and perform. Man, they play lights out all year long, and the secondary is continuously showing you different levels and different levels of guys that can come in and play. I think we got a stacked roster, and I think I think that year that we had all the injuries, you know, has made them kind of rethink how they put together a football team. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's playing into their advantage right now at this point. And I, I love what we've accomplished overall, man, with the Baltimore Ravens. I, you know, I, I can't take my hats off enough to the, the front office and it's always been a phenomenal front office, you know, Steve Bashotti all the way down, love this group, love this team. Hey, I even love Baker Copperman over in the ticket office. He's phenomenal. You know, that's my guy. You know, so I mean, it's it's been it's been wonderful. Matt Little in the um the in the Legends community, um he runs all the Legends community stuff. Matt Little's done a phenomenal job, just keeping in touch with all of us and and keeping us in the loop. We can't wait to get to Baltimore to be a part of everything they got going on. So super exciting. Yeah, and you know, by the way, we still we still got to get you know Steve Bashotti on on here. Maybe we could get Eric to, so, somebody. Man, gotta gotta work the connections, my man. Gotta I gotta work those connections. You're right, Kyrie. I'm yeah. doing a horrible job with that. I gotta do better. Hey, hey, listen, listen, you're like the busiest man on the planet. So I'm just I'm just giving you some grief, man. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not even going to hate, man. You got all kind of stuff no, going man. on. It, it hey, is what it is. I got to get guys on here better. I, I could definitely do a better job of getting guys on this on the show. I got to do a better job of that. Hey, hey, we're we're going to we're going to make it happen. We're going to we got to have some flexible times. Let's work on our flexible times. You know, if I can snatch you away from all the media stuff you got going on, you know, you like the media, you like media guy like a media god over there where you at right now oh, so you got so much stuff going on to yourself so if we could just work out sometimes you know whatever time they'll be free and we could get them on i think that'll help us out some you know yeah i mean look man i, I mean we don't want to do too much of the uh, how the sausage is made you know during during the, the course of the show but listen i mean this is an exciting time i want to i want to talk sure. we got we got we got sure. we got to talk some ravens with some with some with some people okay we're gonna we're gonna make okay. it happen but listen okay we we kind of talked about it right here. Um, we play our guys for a little bit on Sunday and see what happens against the Steelers. Obviously, it doesn't matter. It, it does it doesn't matter at all if the Ravens lose. They are locked in to the number one overall seed. 
No one can touch that. You're getting the first round by, get a little bit of run, and then make sure you get out of there healthy. And then you and then you attack when when you come off the break. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think at this point, I'm I'm just enjoying the 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 love fest, the appreciation of what the Baltimore Ravens have been doing this season. I've had a, a hell of a time covering this team with you, talking Ravens every single week, and I can't wait to do it again in the playoffs, my friend. I'm excited about it too, man. Um, I mean, we had a bunch of guys with one hand catches this past week, you know, Patrick yep. Ricard, um, Roquan Ro- 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 Smith, God, Isaiah Likely, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's then o- OBJ brought us back with a two hander that kind of resembled his yeah. one hander back when he was with the Giants. Uh, I mean, it was a fun game to watch, man. These guys are so exciting, and you know, there's been so much talk about the defense, man. And I, I kind of love what I'm hearing, like the-, the statistics and stuff that they're putting up this year. Is putting them right there online with the, some of the best defenses yeah. that's ever played in the history of this game, and they're doing they're doing some things defensively that's never been done. And just to think that our defense coming behind like a Ed Reed or Suggs or Ray Lewis, you know, Haloti Nada, you know, Kimo Kiyomatu, you know, all those guys. When you when you think that somebody could literally come behind them and do something that they haven't done. You know, the Peter Bowers of the world, the the, the Saragusas of the world, you know, like just to think that somebody could come behind them and do some stuff that they haven't done is phenomenal, man. And I, I can't be proud enough of the defensive side of the ball. You know, super, super, super excited. You know, just, you know, every, even my ex-teammate, you know, he's coaching the D-line, Weaver. You know, um, he's doing a phenomenal job with the D-line guys and clowning them has been acting a fool all year long. And to see that they've hired Chuck Smith, a good friend of mine from Atlanta, played for the Falcons back in the day. And um, Chuck is on the, on that on that staff as well. He's working with the D-line. It's just a phenomenal thing, man. I'm super excited about every single thing that this team has brought into fruition and the things that they're doing. And it's exciting for me. It's exciting to watch this black and purple team, you know, change the way people look at them and the way people think about the Baltimore Ravens again. Love it. I love it. I got nothing more to add. Let's drop the mic on that one. We believe in the Ravens. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Danny Wilcox. It's about to be playoff time. We are going to have a ton of fun, and we hope that you join us for the ride. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.